This is the Educational Triage Podcast. Welcome. We invite you to come along with us on an exploration of interviews, issues, and other exciting and relevant topics in education, especially alternative education. They say alternative education is a laboratory for mainstream education. Why? Well, join us every week and listen in as Christy Goodell, Hello. Philip Summers, Aloha. and I, Tony Hunt, jump in feet first to discuss issues that may affect our classes, students, communities, as well as our teaching. Please subscribe if you enjoy and find relevance in what you experience here. And if you haven't left a quick review, please do. We appreciate your candor and insights so we can improve as we move forward. Now, let's see what's on board today. And welcome back to Educational Triage. This is Tony, and I am joined today, this week, with the glamorous Philip Summers. Hey, Philip. Aloha. I get to be glamorous. I love that. Hey, why not? I mean, men can be glamorous, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I've never considered myself very glamorous. Does that mean I wear, is that just like shiny stuff or what is it? I don't know. Glamorous. Yeah. No, that's glimmer. That's glimmer. glitter. Well, glimmer, that's true, but glamorous. Glimmering is, glitter. I thought of, like, um, yeah, like Marilyn Monroe was definitely glamorous. Yeah, I don't know. She don't was. Know. She was. She was very glamorous. Everyone You know, it's that movie her, star yeah. quality, maybe. Yeah. The thing about her that was everyone couture. loved her, right? It was always fascinated by that. Women loved her, men loved her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was very, very fast. Oh, definitely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> well, we both do. Hey, anyway, so yes. a while ago, I kept hearing about growth mindset and people kept talking about growth mindset and blah, 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 growth mindset. And so I thought, huh. Maybe I should take a look at it, and I grabbed a copy, and I know that you did, and read through it, and it's been a long time coming, because I think originally we were going to do something on this in the fall of last year, but, well, you know how it is with ADHD, you sort of, (laughs) the next that you put something to the side and out of sight, out of mind, and all of a sudden it's just not there anymore. But I think per our pre-recording conversation, I think that it makes more sense because more and more I'm, maybe it's because I read the book. Maybe it's because I'm trying to think in these terms that I'm seeing, uh, I'm evaluating people on whether or not they have a closed mindset or a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And, um, so I'll just toss it to you. What do you, let's let, what's your definition of a, uh, growth mindset as per Carol Dweck? What do you think of that? How do you interpret that definition? Do we speak? We are talking about the book mindset by Carol Dweck originally published in 2006. Right. Correct. So we're talking about mindsets like Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Let's so, just I mean, go yeah, with growth, what is yeah. growth mindset. So growth mindset is kind of limit, limited speaking. It's somebody or something that takes 
takes a view of um, uh, a problem, life, anything, and says, okay, how can I grow from this? How can I take this problem? How can I work it? How can I, how can I learn from it? How can I expand it? How can I make it better? How can I be better from it? And a fixed mindset takes it and sees it almost as a defeating problem, uh, as something that holds them there, as, as something that defeats them. Yeah, really uh, sets a limit on them, defeats them almost. I think the limit is the, I think limit is the operative word. Yeah. Um, yeah, growth mindset is taking a look at the opportunity that's still there. And as you put in effort towards something that you are engaged in, you can do, as she says, um, you can put a lot of effort into something. It doesn't mean you're necessarily engaged in whatever it is that you're doing. So you're not being praised for your effort. You're being praised for the engagement, the level of engagement and what you're able to produce. And even if what you produce isn't what you wanted, you still take a look at what it is that you did produce. Mm-hmm. You look at the opportunities and the learning experience so that you can pull yourself forward. It's about taking a situation and learning from it. Basically. You're willing to make mistakes exactly. if you have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, you, you celebrate mindset, making those not. mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll see a limit. Go, oh, take... I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Let's take math. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many people say, I'm terrible at math. I just cannot do math. (laughs) And I started working with kids and I said, hold on. You're not bad at math. You just haven't learned or understood it yet. It's just not in your wheelhouse yet. The idea is let's keep working on these things. And eventually something's going to pop. And I don't know if it's because you're in a relevant situation or what happens, But all of a sudden, you will understand that it's not that you aren't good at it. It's because you didn't need it. The relevance wasn't there. So there was no relevant application for you to adhere to. If that makes any sense. To to, to me, it makes total sense. Audience, (laughs) it it should make sense to people. If they're seeking a, Mm -hmm. a relevant, positive um, relationship with something. Um, and therefore that see that, that feeds back and gives you more relevance and positive, which also feeds back, which gives you a positive learning experience, which gives you eventual expertise, or at least a working relationship with something with me. It's math. Mm -hmm. I have a working relationship, not really an expertise, but yeah. Yeah. Right. I keep working the problem. I mean, (laughs) yeah. We're constantly striving to be better than we are. We are constantly striving to be better. Yeah. And people ask me, well, why, when you were, when you were doing things on your house, why did you hire people to do everything? And I said, and this will be a fixed mindset, mind you, Mm. I don't have the patience. (laughs) I don't have the patience to do some of the work. I start out with the patience, let's say that I'm painting my walls, and then I will say, wow, I'm doing really well, and then somehow or other I end up and I hit the ceiling with the paintbrush, and it's the wrong color for the ceiling. 
Uh-huh. So that means that there's a little bit of extra work. Um, there are things that I can do, but then there's also the challenge of it's not something I really want to do. And uh-huh. if I have the means to have somebody else do it, I will. Well, there's always that. Yeah. So um, am I willing to learn? Sure. And I'm also willing to do it. There's a, There are a lot of things that I've learned through my life that I never knew that I would be good at. I could teach you how to gut a fish. I could teach you how to princess dress a fish. <laughs> I could teach you how to do all kinds of dressings on a fish. Uh-huh. Um, is it something that's relevant for me now? No, it's not. But those are things that are that I learned simply because that was the business I was in. Right. For several months every year when I worked in Alaska on a boat. And I learned a lot about being on a boat. Right. Um, but, you know, when you're younger, you're constantly trying to learn as many things as you can. I don't know. I don't know. As we get older, I think perhaps we become more fixed in our thinking. What do you think? I don't think so. Um, I think we can remain fresh if we approach it correctly. It's just, what do we prioritize? I do think that I get a little Uh bit impatient sometimes because I think, um, (laughs) well, I, uh, I, um, yeah, there's this, uh, it's like a comedian, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, talking about getting older and he goes, well, you know, you can always do that. And he goes, no, I don't have time for that now. I'm looking at my watch and it's like, I'm getting old. It's like, nope, don't got time. No, no time for that one. <laughs> you know, not I'm feeling it's like, we could always do this. It's like, no, I don't have time for that. I'm looking, I'm going no time, but I do pick and choose. But when I do pick and choose, I try mm-hmm. to keep the, like what the Buddhists call, call the uncarved block. I keep that real fresh mind. I try never to go in there with, I know better because I like not knowing. I don't like falling down mm-hmm. and looking stupid, but I do like not knowing. So I do my best. Um, I don't. I well, don't like not knowing a lot, and there's a ton of stuff I don't know. The older I get, the no, the more I know I don't know. But yeah, I do like learning with an open mind, though, for sure. With that, you know, well, the growth mindset. Right. Well, yeah. Ben Bergeron, um, he likes to say, when people say, "I have to go to work," I have to make dinner. I have to do this. I have to do that. Change that one word of have to get. Oh, I get to go to work. I get to fix dinner. I get to do this. I get to do that. Because there are people in the world that don't get to do these things. And we take them for granted. And in a sense, that's a privilege, correct? Very true. So if we, so if we start thinking about what we have and what we are able to do and what we can do and what we get to do, then that changes the timber of the conversation. I'm sorry, I have to go. I get to take the dogs to the park. I get to Mm -hmm. take my kid to his recital. I get to watch my kids softball game i noticed that too because now that i don't have kids my kids are growing up i kind of miss it mm-hmm. 
my younger friends go, oh, I have to take my kids to this. I go, wow, I would love to do that. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Because in the moment. But so in a sense that I started doing that and it started making more sense to me. But then we always revert to old habits, don't we? Yeah. And then once we revert to those, we quit thinking about it and then we move on with our lives. And every once in a while, we remind ourselves of these things. So I'm thinking today that with growth mindset, because as Carol Dweck says, I think it was an article, I have it in the show notes, from 2015 in Education Week. Mm -hmm. She says, we're all a combination of fixed and growth mindsets because it's very difficult to be... It's very difficult to be growth mindset all the time. And I know that when my mother had dementia and every morning on my way to work, I was thinking about what I got to do and and starting to look at opportunities. And I began to realize that every time it feels as though the world is closing in, that out of that there comes something much better and it may it may be hard to see but there are opportunities in every situation and so what do you learn about yourself when calamity strikes or when something happens and you feel like your world is about to end and maybe it's your partner breaks up with you as a teenager i'm talking about teenager yeah but i'm also but it could also be in a in in the separation of a relationship as an adult as well and mm-hmm. it could be friends it could be whatever but nature abhors a vacuum and so something else is going to take that place and so it's about what are you learning about yourself what did you learn from that always look at things from a learning perspective and growth mindset takes us to where sure you can grieve the loss of a friend but what did you learn from it and where are you going to go now how do you move forward from that and look forward to it right did i just ramble or did i make no no that that's perfect i mean you don't stay in the moment there's a famous well i mean i'll admit it right here and right now that um there's a certain aspect of my heroes that have to be my heroes are not perfect people um one of my heroes is Lance Armstrong for, to a certain degree because he may have cheated and <laughs> he did, but it has to be remembered that no one was declared a winner after he was not declared the winner because they all cheated. <laughs> I mean, they all did, but he had this mm-hmm. phrase that said pain is temporary. It may last, you know, minutes and hours, even days, but it will end. never give up. Mm-hmm. Giving up is forever. <laughs> And that's true. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the fixed mindset giving up. You know, sometimes though, you have to know where you're at. And that's also the fixed mindset. It's, you know, it's sort of like watching an object go by. You can't tell me how fast it's going. If you tell me where it's at, you have to stop it. (laughs) So where Uh is it? Well, it's there. Well, how fast is it going? Well, you can't tell me where it's at. If you tell me how fast it's going, it's a contradiction. So. But it is true that pain does always end. So it always will mm-hmm. end. And just think that it always will end. Yeah. I think about that 
during the times that my trainer is trying to kill me <laughs> yeah. with, with CrossFit. Um, yeah. Yesterday it was burpee runs. So, and I was thinking to myself, oh Lord, oh Lord, how, how will I get through this? And it, yeah. But I always know that I'm going to get through it. And I always tell myself that I'm looking forward to all of these challenges because right. it shows me what I can do and how am I bettering myself and where have I been and where am I now? Right. So when I'm working out, it's not a sense of failure. It's always a sense of accomplishment that I make it through something and that I'm doing better than I did, say, even two, three months ago. And that I can see my progress. And even though it's so slow in coming, mm -hmm. and at my age, at my age, I'm learning more about my body at my age <laughs> for where my body is, if this is making sense to people. Because as we get older, our metabolisms start to our metabolisms begin to wane for many of us. Oh my God. And, <laughs> it's just horrifying. We get injuries <laughs> doing the weirdest, simplest things. Like, how come I got an injury doing that? <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. What is this new ache? I so, know. I'm, but, but I'm an athlete and it's like, that never happened before. Yeah. But, Go on. Well, <laughs> fortunately, all of my, all of my so-called injuries, which aren't, well, oh. I had a shoulder in, shoulder shoulder injury yeah which was it comes from my childhood oh and yeah. um it's finally on the mend and but the but basically what i have right now are simp is simply my muscles rebelling against me days uh -huh. after a workout and um just trying to reconnect the tissue and getting everything together and so it's <laughs> It's a good feeling, and we all laugh about it when we see each other because everybody's at different levels. But yeah, because just looking forward to a workout, looking forward to going out and digging up weeds in my yard, looking forward to pruning right. everything, planting, um, working with my neighbors, it's all going towards the betterment of something else. If So, okay, yeah. so that's it for our lives. Now let's take alternative education. Well, yeah, let's take let's the take kids our population in the alternative world because that's where I really want to hone in on this because many of our students are coming from very dark places. Well, exactly. And, yeah, and so and and we're talking a very fixed mindset because if it's fixed, then nothing can intrude. Nothing can be the the vulnerability factor is for many is really something that's terrifying because things just have not gone right for them. Maybe it's in school, maybe it's at home, maybe it's in the world. It's a dark and place. So when they come, it's a very dark pardon? place. It's a dark place. It's, for many, it's for many very, it is. It's just literally a dark place for them. Yeah. I can see it in their so eyes. It's, it's like they're, oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being a teenager, being a teenager for many, I remember I was morose. Mm -hmm. I was in yeah. a dark space because, uh -huh. well, you just think about all these yes. things and we moved a lot. And so it was like yeah. coming into where you didn't know anybody. I knew people, but I didn't know them. Um, 
I gone to school with them, but you know, the hero's journey, you come back and you're not really home again. Right. Because yeah. everybody has changed. It is. The and journey. so you're trying to find your own way. And you've gone from where you were, where you felt comfortable with people. And all of a sudden you're in another place where it's really tough to make friends. Right. Um, and so these children come to us and they've already been told that they're no good. They've already decided that they're no good. They're in this program and to them that states to them that they are no good because otherwise why else would they be there? But they know it's their only, it's, it's their last chance. The staff there realize that these students are not who they say they are. They know the potential of all these students. And alternative staff need to have a growth mindset in the first place because they look at them and they say, let's see what we're going to be able to do and how we're going to get there. You know, I was thinking about that. You said that they're told they're no good. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, and this is weird to say, but they're told that they're not great because they're kids and they've come off that fantasy of being a kid that they can be anything they want to be up to and including Superman when they were very young. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then they realize they can't be Superman. That's magical thinking. But then they think, but I could be a wide receiver for a pro football team or the premier ballerina for the New York Met. But then they realize they can't mm -hmm. do that. And then they realize, but I could be great at something. And then they start to realize maybe they can't be great. And then they realize maybe they're not even good at something. And that's when we get them. So they realize that they're not great. And then maybe they're well, not even good. And that's really tough for them, a lot of them. So it's not that they think they're bad. Some of them really do think they're bad, bad. But they really realize that they're never going to be great, kind of. You know, like they're going to be ordinary, always ordinary. And when I saw that, and what I wanted to do with the growth mindset is let them know that you can be freaking great at something. Out there lies something. Find it. Everyone has something. Find it. There is something. But I'm going to I'm going to stop you there and yeah. I want you to rewind a little bit. Okay. And I want you to ask them what makes somebody great. Yeah, okay, true. How does that somebody become did. great? Yeah. How does somebody become a great basketball player? Exactly. What is it that they do in order to get there? Do That's they what sacrifice? We do. I would give them the example. And what do they sacrifice? Yeah. Do they sacrifice their schoolwork or do they sacrifice their time outside of school? Well, we had to talk about that too when they found Do they what sacrifice they some of their relationships? Uh -huh. Do if okay, so if cuz what I used to encounter was basketball. Yeah. Uh, the guys well, all yeah. wanted to do basketball. Yeah, time. that's not yeah. So they played basketball a lot. And I'm 
asking them, well, okay, fine. So what are you eating? What's that got to do with anything? Exactly. Well, if you want to be a great basketball player, you need to pay attention to your diet as well. Yeah. There's There are a lot of components that go into there. So let's talk about these things. Mm-hmm. You have to make sacrifices. Well, for many of them, they don't have the money to eat well like mm-hmm. somebody in the pros because that's how they're looking at it. So then they have the opportunity to learn. How do you learn and what's a good way for them to do it? So this also has to do with their drive, correct? Right. Absolutely. How driven are they? Or are they going to say, you know what? I can't do that. I'm not willing to do that. I don't want to eat kale. No way. Drop it. (laughs) Yeah. Then it wasn't really something that they really wanted to do. But if we take a look at the growth mindset, let's say that we have the kids come into the class the first day. And we're looking at the kids. And uh, last week, Christy and I talked about community and how to build community. And so you have the kids in your classroom. And what happens if you change every time that they say, well, I have to go to work today. And you say, oh, you mean you get to go to work? Do you know that Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out there who are looking for work and they can't get it? So you're, you're privileged by being allowed to go to work. And do you get to save money or do you get to spend it or do you have that opportunity to do both? And think about how you're doing that. And what opportunities do you have with that? What opportunities do you have when you are in English class? (laughs) What can that do for you? So you start asking them about long-term goals. And for some of them, It's a question of survival, though. So how is your coming to school on a daily basis? What does that give you? And what do you learn from that? So I had kids that would be at school first thing in the morning because it it sure was a lot better than being beaten every morning when they got up or being subjected. They would sneak out of the house and they would take off as early as they could. But they knew that when they got home, that they were going to be beaten. There were things, bad things were going to happen. Bad things. Yeah. Bad things. Um, hmm. I, I'm not going to go to a lot of the bad stuff that happened. <laughs> no. But for them, they have a survival mindset. And so how do you work with a growth mindset with them and... Because in a sense, they already feel trapped at home. And it's really hard to think about that kind of mind, what kind of psyche that is, where you come to school and that's the best thing that you can do. But all the adults around you are punching each other and screaming at each other. And it's just not safe, but that's the modeling behavior that you have. And you go into this other space. Yeah. And that's a gritty one. How do you, that's the gritty growth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you teach <laughs> the growth mindset to a student like that? I'm going to toss that over to you. Uh, well, that's like I said, that's the gritty growth, the gritty growth mindset. You know, <laughs> you get. I've had students like that. We, we 
we get a set of targets that get them online to getting away from that. And, you know, I, I talk to students like that and I say, we're building the toolbox that are, is going to get you out of the, out of the crap of life for the rest of it. Unfortunately, kid, you are building the tools you should have had to build in your late twenties, maybe right now, because you're facing it right here. And um, let's do it. I, I got your back to the best I can. And I'm going to get you some people that can get your back and let's get you going. That's your target. That's your growth. That's, that's your task. And um, let's see what doors open and let's move you that way. I mean, when it's, when it comes to growth mindset, it's about the grit. It's, it's about getting up and doing the thing that needs to be done. And sometimes, sometimes that's like doing the diet because you're in a, a sports training program and getting the workouts in. And sometimes that's getting up and getting a job that pays more or getting that second job that pays more to get out of the situation you're in. And then just putting that foot mm -hmm. in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other, and walking out of the, you know, the stew that you're in until you mm -hmm. got a better life and taking the hand that is held, is, hand, is held out for you. Yeah. That's growth mindset too. I had a student who had a really hard, they just have a very hard time because they've been beaten down their entire life. Right. Um, and they, well, they were from the time they were 14 on, they were responsible for paying all the household bills for paying the rent, everything. There were two members in the household who could work, who refused to work. Mm-hmm would take all of their money and so they quit their job because they didn't want to do it anymore and they started taking care of themselves but even though they were they had people supporting them and mentoring them it was very difficult for them to actually go out and get a job mm -hmm after they've taken themselves off the lease for the apartment, because I don't know how you get a 14 year old on the lease for an apartment. <laughs> I really don't. Not me. Not me but apparently it did because they took him to court and getting out and getting a job and, you know, to support themselves and just letting go of that because it's not that it's comfortable. It's, because people say, well, they're just comfortable in where they are. No, it's no. what they know. And it's hard for them to break free of what they know because everything else is frightening. Exactly. It's not so easy. So how do you not. get that growth mindset where you say, look, let's give this a shot. Let's see where you can go with this. And then, you know, we'll will work with you so that you can fail safely. <laughs> yeah. But, but when you're talking about somebody leaving and going out on their own, how do they fail safely? Because let's say that, let's say you and I are about to graduate or something and we're both learning all about life. And you and I decide that we're going to get an apartment together. Cause that's going to be great. Cause I mean, we're good buddies and everything and we're going to get an apartment together. And there are so many ways that that can go wrong. Right. <laughs> so 
I'm just thinking back on my college days about how irresponsible I was and all my roommates and how responsible some of them were and days that I was really responsible. You know, you kind of learn as you go through, but it doesn't always work out. And you don't always remain friends with those people that you want to be roommates with because things happen. Hmm. So how do we help them have a growth mindset? Because we're talking about life. We're not just talking about school. We're talking about life. Those kids are going to show up to school because it's a safe place. But how do we get them to embrace life the same way? So what are the tools that we can give them? I hope I haven't conflated and convoluted everything so badly. What are the tools that we can give them in order to, instead of going from a white, privileged, uh, middle-class classroom, where we kind of expect the students just to absorb the information and to do what we tell them to do, what if we're doing something that's real, as you say, gritty, well, I, I think how they, do we how do we communicate this to the students? Well, I think you framed it. I, I think it toward the end there, you sort of tried to frame it better than it maybe would the answer would sound. The answer is you can only do so much, I think, and uh, then the horse has to drink the water. You know, <laughs> it's like you will fail. Some kids will not go out there and succeed. Right. Um, you'll give them the tools and it's a hard, cruel world. And unfortunately we don't support 14 year olds on leases. You're right. How did this 14 year old get on the lease? And then if they get themselves off the lease and try to support themselves, I'm sure no one else will offer them one. Um, I have yeah, it's a really no cruel idea. world. And sometimes we help these kids and um, I can think of an instance where I was working with a kid and then um they just disappeared. It was like, I don't know whatever happened to this poor kid. She was in a very tumultuous situation and then she disappeared. It's like, Oh my gosh, I never knew what happened to her. She was 15. And yeah, sometimes they do disappear. They make really bad decisions and you can't help Mm -hmm. it. You're rooting for them, but we're only teachers. And I think we have to remember that, that we can't go out after five o'clock in our capes and our, and our hoods and, and go save the world because what is it you said? We're only how much of it, the part of the world percentage wise. One to 14%. That sucks. I know we think we're like, Oh gosh, I see them so much of the day, but really we don't. And so when I'm working mm-hmm. with these kids, even the kids, the population that we worked with, that was, adju- that was adjudicated. And we worked a lot with those kids. Um, mm-hmm. we still weren't a big percentage of their day or, or of their, you know, even of that treatment school thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as much as we think we had a, a big part of their lives, we didn't have that big a part of their life. And so, no, yeah, they go out and they did I stuff. Do. <laughs> but you know, what's interesting. I was yeah. walking my dogs in a park mm-hmm. recently and I bumped into two of my, three of my former students. And I say three because there was a guy and his sister were there and I was, and I bumped into them. I'd already seen his sister before at the park. And then there was another student who I taught who was there. And I had also taught, I had taught her and her brother. Wow. And these two were now engaged. And 
I said, so where do you live? And they told me and they said, our parents, for some reason or other, were not able to, excuse me, come up with the loan. They got, they were notified three days before closing on a house that they weren't going to get the house. And I said, so I said, that's horrible. I said, so what did you do? And they said, we bought it for them. Oh, wow. So think about that. Think about that. These students, these former students are now 23, 24, 25. 25 at the outset, more likely 22, 23. They bought the house for their parents. Wow. Wow. In a nice neighborhood. Wow. 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 And so they live there with their parents. Yeah. And we hear all these people who are saying, well, we can't afford a house. Well, how did these students buy a house? So it is possible. Uh And I don't know how they did it. I didn't ask them how they did it. I just know that they did not quit. They decided they were going to figure out a way to do it. And in a sense, that's a remarkable example of growth mindset. That is. And and neither of these these students grew up in apartments. Yeah. They had they I and whether or not they had documents or not, I don't know. But they are they are contributing members to the community who are working and they are doing everything possible that's gross to make mindset. a good life yeah that's exactly what and is. yes yeah. but but getting back to it so mm-hmm. on the first day what i think what comes mm-hmm. to mind i have all kinds of resources for people down in the show notes below what comes to mind instead of going through exercises about growth mindset do you think that it works best with these students if we model that that's the thing too and i was going to say yeah definitely and and as we go through we simply look at them and say okay okay so you didn't get it right don't beat yourself up because you didn't get it right let's take a why don't you take a breather and then we'll come back we'll look at it and we'll figure out what do we need to do the next time that we do this? Because we're going to do it again. I don't want to do it again. Right. Yeah, we need to do it again because we need to figure out how we get this right. Because this is about more than just this problem. Yeah. This is more than just about writing this paper. This is more than what is the immediate reaction. And there was an essay that I read and that I used with my students many, many years ago, and it had to do with writing because we would start working on a writing project. Mm -hmm. And this is when I was teaching residential and every four weeks, the students would have a brand new writing project that they needed to work on. Uh, And then at the end of four weeks, and then at the end of four or five weeks, at the end of four weeks, they would do some peer editing. And in six weeks, every six weeks or so, we would have a a writer's forum and they would all have their writing there. And then we would give it to somebody to read to the group. And we would have tea and cookies and Mm -hmm. juice and vegetables. 
and people would listen to the writing. And I had people read the writing as it was on the page. If there was no punctuation, you kept going. You did not put in your own punctuation. If Mm -hmm. there was a misspelling, you pronounced it as it was spelled. You just went through because this is all about learning. Hmm. And then they received their paper back and they took notes and people gave them constructive feedback. For example, uh, you need to work on your punctuation. (laughs) And if you need help with that, I'm willing to help you. Um, You need to do this. Um, I really liked this piece. Um, I'm not sure about what was in here. So everything was constructive. There was no, this was stupid. This is no good. You're an idiot. You can't. (laughs) None of that. Yeah, none of that. Simple. And so they tried really hard on that and then they worked on it. And then after that feedback, then they could turn it in for, for the grade, but they had all that feedback there and then they could still continue to work on it even after Mm -hmm. I'd graded it for a better grade. And what happened with, and I think what I'm trying to say is things can be worked on. But this article said, when you receive feedback on something, you cannot respond to it. So Mm -hmm. if somebody says, I wasn't quite sure about this section of it because it really confused me. You say. And when we are receiving feedback, (laughs) we become very defensive. Right. And the article said, you cannot respond for 24 hours. You say, well, yeah, or you say, thank you. <laughs> That's all you get to say, thank you. <laughs> right. You can say thank you, but you thank cannot you. respond really for 24 hours. And you can't say thank because... you or thank you. You go, thank you. And that's all you say. <laughs> yeah, you can't be snarky. No. But what yeah. that what that does is, uh-huh. is it gives you time to process. Correct. And it takes you out of the reactionary mode where you Mm -hmm. might be sitting there digging your fingernails into your palms until they bleed. Right. But defending the same old. The next time you look at it, you might say, you know what? I think they have a point. Maybe how do I fix this? And then you can start working on it. And so all my students had to look at that. And they all had to follow that. And that set the standards. And that was a piece of growth mindset. I which think is, which is actually how teachers... I try to approach everything in my life. <laughs> Why am I defending this first? <laughs> Should I just shut up? <laughs> I, I think sometimes lot. we let our pride and our egos get in the way. It's like my first go-to. Should I not defend this first instead of defend it first? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think, I think it's just human nature to be defensive. I think so. I think we, I think it's the natural, they said this, therefore I should say that. Exactly. Right. It's on, yeah. And you kind of want to be like Pee Wee Herman with I'm rubber, you're glue. What you say <laughs> bounces off me and sticks to you. Uh-uh. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so this that. kind of helps. So yeah. the other thing that we learned was, have the students paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Yeah. And not paraphrase where they say no. exactly what you said, but paraphrase in their own words what mm -hmm. it is that you're saying. So working with students. So if I say, hold on a second, let's stop working on this because I can see that you're frustrated with it. And maybe, maybe we need to take some time away from it and come back to it later. <laughs> maybe... That's a good one. Because maybe we just need to give our brain a rest because brains do need some R&R. &R There's no maybe about that, actually. Time. Yeah, if you're frustrated and with something, the and, best way to to do something is go away from it. If, if you've maxed out, just go time out. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't do anything more so with it. So timeouts are not necessarily a bad thing. They're actually the best thing. Mm -hmm. You just can't do anything and more And then it's it. kind of... And how much reflection do we use with our students about, okay, so sure, maybe you didn't get to where you wanted to be. What did you learn? And it's not, mm -hmm. I'm a stupid idiot. I can't do this stuff. It's what did you learn? How far did you get in the process? And what do you think you need in order to go further? Well, if you look at it too, you can explain so if we to start, students like the scientific processes, a lot of scientists start their work knowing that they're not going to finish it personally. They're just starting the work for someone else to carry on. Then their comment would be, then why even start it in the first place? Well, you big dummy. <laughs> well, there are bigger <laughs> things than us, kid. <laughs> you know, that's why. Right, right. So I like to start small and I yeah. like to get it so that they can start considering with some of the rules that we have. Mm -hmm. And once they get those rules and they understand what those rules are and they can see how those are relevant, then and through modeling and through consistency, then they start internalizing them. That's the right. One. They start internalizing those things. And so it starts working for them in a better way. Correct. Yeah, it's just, and it's yeah. very exciting, growth mindset. It's actually, it's like <laughs> flow. It's addictive. You know, if you, growth mindsets, it's kind of cool. It's better than And it's about learning. Around. Yeah. Right. And it's about the growth of learning. It's not the mm -hmm. engagement necessarily. And no. as I was telling Christy that there was this. Um, Feels good. There's this one question that I think we might actually do an episode on engagement. Yeah. Um, how do you know when somebody is actually engaged? Oh, can't you tell? You can certainly tell. You know, you can no. tell. You can tell. How can you tell? Oh. Tell me. First off, you ask them a question and they not only give you the answer, they'll, they'll, they might even give you another question back or they'll expand on the answer. Here's another thing too. They'll go from one thing to another they, they actually have an elevated activity level. Someone who's engaged will focus in, and you can see that too. It's, it's obvious. So engagement is a high level okay. of physical activity and focus. It's very apparent. It's, 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 um, it's, it's uh, oh, gosh, I, I lose the word, but it's, it's engaging to everyone around everybody, and everyone feels it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's just... Pulls oh, everybody in. Answer. You know it. You can feel it. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Yeah. You go, hey, what's going on over there? Oh, check it out. Yeah. 
and yet, engaged. <laughs> and yet you ask people and they say, well, they're paying attention and they're nodding and they seem yeah. to be doing their work. That's not necessarily it's contagious. Engaged. I want to know what that's about, what you're looking at. Hey, check this out. That right. is engaging. So, yeah. And we want to be able to have engagement rather than compliance. Oh, you can't fake engagement. You, yeah. You so, can't. right, right. So, and it's, it's a hard it's a hard gambit with the alternative kids mm-hmm. because of course you have to, you have to build that community of trust yeah. and safety and, and you have to let them know that you're there for them and that what you're teaching them is not a lot of crap and you have to be vulnerable yourself so that if you make a mistake, you need to own it. They're kind of like the state of Missouri. Them. You got to show them <laughs> the show me. <laughs> You got to, yeah. They're, they're yeah, the show sit. me state. They're going to show, you got to show them, man. They've been bored past the state of boredom. Don't bore me. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> they just hate that. Yeah. Right. They so, okay. So we want good levels of engagement. Yep. We need to make sure that they understand. We want them to internalize. We know that it's a hard one, but we also need to be able to model what we're going to be doing. Um, what else am I missing? We got relevance in there, yeah. You got to make right. it relevant. We have relevance. Too. Relevance is huge. It's we want huge. them to help build a toolkit, but maybe we want to make it more subliminal than telling them that they have the tools. Correct. And you know, and this also makes them more engaged when they come into the school, into mm-hmm. the program, into the classroom, because they know that something exciting is going to be happening. Exactly. And it's something exciting for themselves. So you want your students to be able to leave stimulated. Yeah. Think about how how you're going to stimulate your students' brains and have them talking and feeling more positive about themselves and their futures every single day. Yes. Looking forward. So Right. Exactly. So we have notes down in the show notes below, and I'm sure that this is going to pop up even more. And eventually we're going to talk about grit by Angela Duckworth. And there's that growth mindset is just something that's, it feels so common sense, Yeah, but it's still so exciting. Yes, it is. It's the way to be. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you're just not being. (laughs) Honestly, yes. Okay, well, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you very much, Mr. Summers. Good times, Mr. Hunt. And I see you glimmering in your glamorous self even more now. (laughs) It's exciting. I like this (laughs) stuff. Yeah, me too. Okay. So until next week, we will bid you adieu and thank you. Remember to subscribe, hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review. And so until next week, adios. Aloha. Aloha.